You're listening to Around Comics, episode 134. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic book roundtable, where twice a week you'll hear a revolving panel of guests discuss comic books and graphic novels. On every Monday episode, just like this one, we go over the week in comic news, review our favorite books from the previous week in Top of the Stack, and take a look at what's coming out this week in Future Stacks. I don't like Mondays. Tell me why I don't like... Oh, sorry. Because it Nothing starts with you frantically posting the episode. <laughs> I'm Christopher Eastman. Uh, introduce you to the rest of the roundtable. It's the, the usual suspects here, Mr. Uh, Tom Caters. Hey, we're doing this out of... Is that the order we always go in? No, no I'm switching, switching things it up. It's crazy. We've my actually, OCD is fucking kicking my ass about... <laughs> we've actually moved Scotty's the table OCD at Dark is, Tower. I need to face Cardinal South as I, <laughs> when I record, so I'm all messed up. Yes, you're, you're due I'm west, west now. now yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Brian Salazar? I uh, don't care what direction I face. But you always have to sit on that corner of the table. I do always have to pick this corner, yeah. It's funny. It's only because it's next to the power. And I don't want to have to trip over Power. Power hungry, Pours. are you? I am power hungry. <laughs> and the uh, man who has all the power, Mr. Scotty Young. Uh, mm. And uh, an iPhone. I got an iPhone. You did yeah. get an iPhone. Yeah. He was yeah. messing around. Not, not, the, not that he has it displayed proudly in front of him right now, just in case. <laughs> well, just this cool rings. little... Well, someone walked sh- by, and they were just shopping, and he just kind of shoved it out on the table and was <laughs> like, you can't buy this at this store. You have to order it online and go to an Apple store to yeah. get... This is an iPhone. Are you going to show it off to Norton and go, I paid less for this than you did? You well, chomped. yeah, it won't work now because he was able to... There was a time Return, period, and he yeah. returned it and got the, got the discount. But mine is definitely better. Did you get your, <laughs> um, your kind of cool uh, Birkenstock? My little canvas, uh, yeah, it's kind of military. Yeah, it made out of all amp. the people I know who own iPhones are comic book artists. You guys roll, <laughs> actually, yeah. You guys roll Damn. a lot of money. Scooting yeah. it, baby. Just, yeah. <laughs> I know why comics are so expensive now. Yeah, these guys got to buy, buy their iPhones. toys. Yeah. Jack Kirby t- used to only write letters back in the day. <laughs> it is funny, though, because I've had it a day now, and I, I'm starting to realize it's utter uselessness. <laughs> All right. It was a great phone, where, 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 where but I'm sitting at home on uh, looking at the Safari, right, because it has full internet capability. Mm-hmm. You have a computer uh, at home. Yeah, I'm sitting in front of my 30-inch <laughs> flat-screen computer Apple display look monitor. At, look at looking, YouTube videos. Looking at my 3-inch tall iPod internet looking at like my own website, right? So now, I don't even look at other people's so I look at my own like, oh, my blog looks so How cool. How does my mini? <laughs> right? It's I'm like girls that like the mini dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. What, what do you take it out on the back porch? Well, what I do when I'm smoking mm-hmm. it to, uh, or watching porn. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, can't, gotta have the porn. Yeah. Take your porn on the Use back porch. Well, no, that thing will come in handy when you go, when you finally trip. decide to go back on uh, con- the con circuit. Yeah. It's actually, we have a new story about on. that a little yeah. bit later. It is, you know what, though, as a phone, it's fantastic. You know, we um, uh, took a couple of the guys I work with, we went to uh, the Apple store 
earlier this week and saw Exciting. the new the new Nano um, <laughs> and the the new iPod Touch. Yeah, and, and we're getting very techy here. I got a new iMac. I, I like I like my phone. I have no problem with my service, which is an AT and T. Um, what do you think, uh, iPod Video or the iPod Touch? Uh, I, the only downside I think to the iPod Touch is that it's only maximum of, like of 16, 16 megs. Yeah, or gig. The, gigs. The gigs. That's what I mean. The sixteen gigs. Once that ups, the iPod Touch will be. I mean, the 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 touch the iPod, awesome. the iPhone yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Scotty was using it last night, and I I I'm straight, and I was attracted to him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> Damn, he's sexy with that thing. Look at that. Oh. Mm. Uh, well, I tell you what, let's, uh, let's move on. But uh, remind everyone that this episode of Around Comics, not sponsored by the iPhone, <clears throat> is sponsored by Borders. Sink your teeth into the story that introduced the world to Anita Blake, Vampire Hunter. Get your copy of Guilty Pleasures by Laurel K. Hamilton at your local Borders. Borders is your home for the tastiest fantasy novels. Find a store near you at borderstores.com. I'm imploring people to go and buy the rest of the copies of Anita Blake so we can talk about it selling have out. A, so we can have another spot. Oh yeah, well, or, we've been talking about Anita Black for, for about, 11, yeah, for about two months now. Yeah, that's why it's the best-selling graphic novel. That's right. Push it hard. And apparently, so and I, think it, I think it has sold out. So I think Borders is your home for the tastiest fantasy novels. And if you visit the Borders on Lawrence and Broadway. It's also the home for uh, lots of homeless men. Uh-huh, yes, yeah. yeah. I was gonna, you have a pretty like, chance of seeing someone like, take a dump on the stairs, <laughs> which I have yeah. seen. I'm so. like, that's the Lovely. Uptown one, Scott. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. Uptown's uptown, great. Upta- we call it Uptown or uh, Bartertown. <laughs> it looks like goddamn Mad Look Max. Hey, I think I said it on the show yeah. before. If you're ever you know, white on cash, need some cheap entertainment, Broadway bus. Yeah. Uh, I go to Oak Brook. We Thank could do you. a whole podcast on Uptown. Oh, <laughs> and maybe someday <laughs> we will. Yeah. Uh, Around Comics is not in Uptown. It is in beautiful Lincoln Square, uh, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue. In Chicago. Where you can see great sights like homeless Birdman <laughs> on the corner. Scotty's <laughs> iPhone. I don't know. I don't walk around the city because I am like a wacko magnet. Anytime I oh, go yeah, anywhere yeah. in the yes. city, freaks just come up and want to have conversations yeah. with me. We were walking away from That's Casey's how Sal and I met. <laughs> the freaks come out at night. Oh, you're like a Houdini video. <laughs> But it's the weirdest thing. I well, know. anyway, if you want to uh, join Homeless Birdman, uh, you can uh, come here on homeless Friday nights man. at 7 is o'clock. Is it bird homeless? Because it flies everywhere. Oh, they wait for him. Yeah, no, he's right, he's right out in front of... If uh, I go by him, he'll want to tell me oh, his name. No, he only talks to the pigeons. There'll be 300 pigeons covering him. <laughs> they are. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> on him. On him. Well, it's, it's because he covers himself in bird, bird feed. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and the birds... stay warm? Every day he falls into a new and You know who does it? Honey. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah, Even now, Macaulay's it. 25 now, and he's still throwing uh, glue and bird dropping on, on the Lincoln Square homeless guy. It's uh, hey, living in the big city—you never know what you're going to see. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, to the top news stories of the week. It is time for Wire to Wire comic book news. Wire to Wire comic book news. Hey, it's convention season. <laughs> wow, that was natural. Oh, hey, three, hey two, uh, hey. If that was would have been video, it would have been like when newscasts have like their commercials and everyone looks up at the camera because, hey, welcome. Oh, hey, oh, oh there you go. Welcome back, you. everyone. Are we, on, are we on video tonight? No, uh, later. Uh, later. Be. Uh, later. Later. Yes, for uh, Nicola. 
All right. So, even though she won't actually be in studio. But everyone can imagine that she is. But I have a life-size <laughs> Nicola cutout. Nicola cutout that I made out of uh, old comic Birds of Prey comic books. I put it together. <laughs> it's some paper mache. Yeah, it's, it's very lifelike. Nice. You're so divorced, dude. <laughs> Well, uh, my inappropriate hey was leading into uh, the uh, the news that uh, they're already talking about conventions again for next year, and the, Emer- the Emerald City Comic Con, which I hear great things about, has officially announced its initial guest list for the sixth annual show taking place on May 10th and 11th in uh, Seattle, Washington, and the lineup as set, and there's still a lot of people to be announced, is uh, J. Michael Straczynski, Ethan Van. Skyver, David Finch, Andy Runton, uh, Umberto Ramos, Umber- Robert Kirkman, uh, Phil Jimenez, Jimenez, Jeffrey Brown, Jim Chung, Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor, Ryan Otley, Richard Starkings, and Maura Tat, uh, Broom, I uh, don't know who that is, uh, Aaron Brom. Sounds like a villain from Lord of the Rings. It does, yeah. Uh, is he gonna, going to write his Brom's horse? Castle. Uh, Aaron Williams, Jamal Eagle, and uh, Scotty, is, I, is it Eagle or Eagle? I don't know. Uh, is it Jamal Eigel? It's Igil. No, and and surprisingly, Mr. Scotty Young. What? Yeah. yeah. They, Who told us earlier this year that he was not going to do any more conventions for the next year? What I say for the next year? That's a year. That's over. That's August, at the year mark. Going to Seattle. They they offered to me. It's a free trip to a cool con, and I've never been. I've never been to Seattle, so Seattle's pretty fun. What the hell? I like to have sex in every. I want to have sex in every every city, city major city in yeah, the U.S. So and Canada. I'm the exact opposite. I pick one place and I only have sex. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. With, the, with different women, though. It's like that's a vampire. Amazing. Or in a coffin with soil from that place. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Whoa! Creepy. Oh, Tom will be Good going to love. Seattle with you. Oh. Don't mind his extra luggage. Um, so yeah, um, the Emerald City Con. I think it's one that's been getting pretty pretty popular. It's it's one I've of those. heard it's fantastic. I, heard, I, I have heard really good things about we'll it. We'll find so. out. Scotty will give us the full report. I will tell you the the, the real the yeah. true dope shit. All right. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> so cool with kids now. God, you're so fucking. I'm boss. You're so boss. <laughs> we were listening to hip hop all the way here tonight. Well, yeah, I was just, I was just like, I, fe- I felt like that scene out of out of Office album. Space. Or, you know, where yeah, the, oh, yeah. the guys on the on the highway. That was, that's the best scene in a movie. <laughs> All right, little, there. Uh, uh, moving on. There's a new fraction to in Kanye. the world. Sorry, there, I'm sorry. Moving on. There is a um, there's a new fraction in the world. A new is it is, is his name fraction? Uh, it is actually defraction. I think it's it's uh, sounds like a rapper's name. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, it uh, his name is Henry Leo Defraction. H L Defraction. The uh, H L D. The just born son of Kelly Sue DeConnick and Matt Fraction. Congratulations, guys. Congrats. It's uh, it's been I think the the most um, anticipated um, anticipated <laughs> comic book birth uh, to date. So twice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it's, been, it's been really fun. Um, Kelly Sue has been uh, well, you, you doing like to, a, this live I journal. I swear to God, if, when, uh, when we do the the Nicola Scott interview, if you guys start talking about cra- like crazy women issues, 
<laughs> I'm leaving. Stop looking at me like that. You guys are t- uh, the cycles. If anyone says anything yeah, about cycles, yeah, cycles. <laughs> no, but this is, this has been at the Image Boards, at Matt Fraction's forum. It's you know, just, they, they've had the they've had the. It's only you know, the most anticipated because Chris has been in anticipating it so much. Well, yeah, he get home with baby doll toys, <laughs> yeah. going. But he wrapped him in like a, a blanket. That's the wound. Oh, stop! He said hero clicking it. Right. Stop dividing my love for Greg Rucka. Uh, Towards other interests. That's the most congratulations to uh, a male baby, a male pregnancy by Greg Rucka. Oh. But congratulations to Matt and Kelly yes, Sue, two, two of the really good uh, people. I hope you get some sleep. Yes, quit, quit freaking my say. friends out. All right, now uh, for one of the the otter stories, Platinum Studios has uh, gone public. They are now a, They are now a. Or going to be, I guess, a publicly traded company, and and I don't know how much we want to uh, talk about this. Or I'll race you well, to you the E Trade and it, see who can it get is it first. Funny it, for me to be in a comic book shop and to look around the shelves uh, for a company that just says it's going public. public uh, when I can be, a, yeah, if I can be in well, a no, comic you can book see shop. one book. There's there's one on it's the easier well, to get. Probably be easier to get the stock than to get the book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It, it, to me, it's just an odd situation. I mean, uh, I, I talked to Sal about it when I read it, and I, uh, not that I felt one way or the other, I was just baffled yeah. by it. I mean, there's com- like, you know, I talked about Marvel, how long Marvel as a company was around before it even came close to public. going public. Yeah. Years and years and years. Well, I think a different, obviously, a different um, business landscape at, at the time, you know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean as any is, company can go, I mean, generally today, I mean, a company goes public to try and raise equity to try and do something. Sure. Round what <laughs> they're, yes, you can buy the stock. Hey, it may Christmas. come to that. <laughs> uh, it is a it's sort of a strange story, mostly because of what the other stories that we've heard from Platinum about well, and, Platinum. And, but that's, and, the, that's the whole thing about Platinum, is that <clears throat> Platinum is about press releases and news stories. I I've never read a Can Platinum. I buy yeah. stock I've never read PR one company for it. They do a hell of a job. That's all. That is what they are, right? <laughs> it just feels like they they just put out press releases for things that don't exist yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, I, and I mean, I'm just I mean because I literally true, yeah. it is weird. It, it's very bizarre that they. I mean, when we talk. Chris, I talked with Chris about it a little bit, and I said, well. I mean, they're not trying to sell a bunch of stock to a bunch of people that know who Platinum is. Yeah, they're not trying to sell stock to comic fans. They're they're hoping that people, you know, bagged and boarded. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get that CG seed stock? Well, to me, it seems like they're hoping that uh, there's people will look at you know the you know the the bunch of comic book movies that have Mm -hmm. gone out. They they can look at press from Platinum saying we've got this option and that option and whatever else option. And you know it's all sort of smoke and mirrors. I mean, they're, yeah. they're selling something that really isn't. Yeah. It, it's like tangibly yeah. valuable. If but Boom did this, I it would seem like it made more it'd sense. Still be odd. It would, it, would, it, would, it would still be odd, but you'd be like, okay, you know, they. I'd probably feel the same. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a little bit I think more. They have more footing. Well, I right. think Boom has I mean, more credibility. Well, but. I, I, I equate going public and, and and selling stock to your company to usually, I mean, to some kind of company that's going to generate some Revenue. high revenues, sure. not just revenue, but high revenues. Um, I mean, uh, Marvel and DC. I mean, we're talking about companies that themselves don't pull in. Uh, mind-blowing yeah. revenues. I mean, they you know they make much more money off shoestrings with the Superman. Yeah, the licensing, yeah, licensing yeah, is where they make most of their comics. So I mean, money. for an independent. 
company with. Well, those dividends are going to be. Watch out for those ten ninety nine coming. Well, we don't have a lot of the numbers in front of us, and it was just kind of that it struck us as odd. But uh, Heidi McDonald uh, on the beat, she, she really looked at yeah. kind of looked at their uh, statements and because now that they're because rec- now, now that they're public, all their you their know, information public. is public, uh, and and there was some interesting things in there last year. They they had said they had made like $1.4 million, but a million of that was a, uh, from a movie option that apparently was from a relative of I, the owner of the company. Uh, uh, yeah, just some odd... Yeah, the, odd. overall, that company's had a track record for very strange business dealings. Mm-hmm. The, in, in a very small way. I had one involved a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> but well, let alone in a public a you know, Well, if, if, offering, if people I mean, remember the, the big hubbub over the, the Cowboys and Aliens the being... Yeah. About that being, you know, quote-unquote, the number one selling graphic novel, right. which, if you read into it, this was the number one selling graphic novel at one store in New York. That the thing is, I feel weird, you know, the thing, it's like, mm-hmm. like I know the creators that, you know, they have people that work on the books, that you know, write the books and draw the books and everything else. Sure. And it's like, I feel bad for those people because, you know, it's like they have their books that are published and I'm sure they're very happy about that. But mm-hmm. then you have this company that seems to be odd. Yeah, odd, to say it nicely. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I've seen like some of these guys come out and try and defend the company, well, sure. which, of course, they, they have to do, but it's just, it, I kind of feel bad for those guys that it's mm-hmm. like, they get something published, but then all of a sudden it's with a company well, it's that... it's kind of like, you, you know, know, some of, some of the guys yeah. from, you know, Alias, you know, whenever that kind of got a little weird there at the end before they, you yeah. know, kind of dropped all of their, you know, quote-unquote... But like I tell Sky, it's like, this yeah. industry is built on... You know, hustlers and yeah. thieves, well, and you, yeah, you know what I mean, con men. You could look at. I mean, I think a great example uh, of of a of something to look at. I mean, you you have a company that like like a platinum who has just a few titles to their to their stable. Anyway, I don't know what else they're involved in. That I I mean, I'm not sure. I I just glanced at their website with a few. They just have a few titles. Right. Yeah. Uh, I look at a company not that long ago, which was CrossGen. You're talking about about a, a guy with millions of his own dollars and started an entire company. I mean, and it did well. I mean, it sold well. It made a dent and still couldn't keep it fell apart. Yeah, and right. this is a million. I mean, this guy did not build the company from nothing. I mean, this guy's a millionaire. Right. You know what I mean? He, he did it. He was, he, was, yeah. he was selling comics. I think these guys are trying to sell movie options. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's where I'm saying you have one that had a lot of money to set up to bring even more money in and still the bottom fell out. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. the I think it's a product of the perception that comic books are like the R, you know, the R and D of yep. movies. Or it's the lab. a little right. false, yeah. I think, to be honest. But it's sort of banking on that right. perception. Because if we're looking at an average of how, I mean, again, <laughs> we're surrounded by thousands of books right now. If we look at an average of how many make it to a movie, oh, <laughs> I don't even know small. if we meet a whole number yet, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, well, right. good luck to Platinum and, yeah. and those stockholders. Good luck to anyone. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, you, see you on Wall Street. Uh, Warren Ellis is clarifying some information about Desolation Jones. If you remember that book, it's not fucking coming out. Yeah. Not hate America. <laughs> I've been waiting for the trade. <laughs> <laughs> I hate America. Um, I've been waiting for the trade because I think the artwork's beautiful on it. I don't know. First arc or second? I don't know. The um, J, 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 or, uh, uh, who was the first artist? The third. Um, 
Williams? J, the third? John, J. It's like a crazy J. H. Williams, Williams the third. Yeah. He's a good, crazy inky, like very... That was the second art. And I can't remember, yeah. I can't remember who, who that artist was. That guy um, it escapes me. But they came out with two issues of that arc? I believe so. And then it just, it, it stopped. Right. And, and I think that Warren Ellis has had a lot of stuff going on, whatever. It was rumored that the series was not going to continue. Dan DiDio wasn't for sure if if Warren Ellis's uh, Marvel exclusive would would exclude Warren's him from doing that. And, uh, and Warren Ellis um, sent out uh, uh, an email or release whatever and said, no, it, it's, it's still in the works. They're going to put enough issues <clears throat> together so it can come out on a monthly basis. So... Long story short, Desolation Jones is not canceled. It will return. We just don't know when. And I still hate America. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Connery. Yeah, (laughs) that's my Sean Connery. I'm the last dragon. Sounds very (laughs) boring. That's the movie you choose to quote from, huh? That's the one. I'm the last dragon. That's the one Sean Connery quote that sticks in my mind. (laughs) It's my heart. (laughs) (laughs) We're angering every foreign listener. Yeah. <laughs> the game is a foot. All right. Uh, now another uh, another group, uh, the Young Avengers. Remember them? They're fictional. Yes, they are <laughs> fictional. Yes, Tom. Yes, fiction. Uh, I hate them. I really liked the Young Avengers whenever it came out. I thought it was a really good series from Marvel, and they just kind of they're they're a part of the Marvel universe. Can, I, can, can you explain mm-hmm. to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are part of the Marvel universe, yes. but there's things that happened in that book that didn't make any sense. sense yeah. You know what I mean? And like didn't. Nobody paid attention to it. It's just like, you, oh, it just happened. And do you know yeah, what comic about. books are? No, no, I understand <laughs> that, but it was like, I mean, there was some stuff in there that you would think would. Well, would the, I mean, the, I'm the, not like a continuity the, freak. The, well, the, but the whole, you know premise, I mean? yeah. the whole premise of that book is that it was a very continu- continuity-driven book. Right. It was in the ashes yeah, of, going of a currently with other things. Yeah. yeah. But the other things just went off and yeah. it disappeared. It's like Young Avengers kind of came out of the ashes. I did out like of the it. ashes I did, I of did. Avengers disassembled. Well, the, 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 the series just kind of went away, but there uh, apparently is a Young Avengers miniseries that is uh, scheduled to hit shelves in January. Everything yeah. should be miniseries. Uh, it's Young Avengers presents. <laughs> what? Is it? Is it? Yeah. The it's not about. It's uh, each issue is a different focus on a different character. Oh, okay. So yeah. one will be about stature. One yeah. will be about. They probably is writing the yeah. Patriot one. Yeah, they probably want to oh. keep the names, the characters out there, but they just probably just don't, don't have just a want whole. It was planned for. It was a. Yeah, it was a good I mean. yeah. book. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was. Uh, I thought that they had something that that got off to a really good start. Got off to a lot of you know good fan reaction. Hell, they made toys, and then the series just kind of. Well, it was, it's went inside uh, Heinberg, and Heinberg is busy mm-hmm. with uh, entertaining making women money and um, <laughs> boyfriends of those women. <laughs> Sweet. With the, uh, you know, so. Uh, Can't say I blame him. Yeah. At the uh, the end of the Baltimore Comic Con, which uh, we're going to cover some of the announcements there, they had their annual Diamond Summit, um, and this is the the retailer summit. And Sal, we had talked about this. Oh yeah, this earlier this week. This is the uh, the new. Uh, they un- unveiled POS. the uh, yeah point of sale system that uh, Diamond is going to be offering to uh, comic shops. You can uh, buy the system from them. And then rent the software. I've basically. never seen so much press over a UPC reader. 
Well, has I it mean, sold out? I mean, it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> order it now. But they're yeah, they're offering a, a point of sale system so that you can actually track sales of <gasps> comic books through comic book shops. We now, won't have if, to guess anymore. Now, will comic book shops buy it? You know, it's it's kind of expensive. It's like two grand to plunk down, and then it's like a two hundred dollar a year licensing licensing yeah. thing. But the other thing is too is I mean it's mm-hmm. it, and and the other part of the announcement they, they is have Diamond they is, have they have offered interest free payments yes on they have that. offered a, a like twelve month <coughs> interest free mm-hmm. payment thing which is nice um, but the other uh, part of the announcement was that they are starting in two thousand eight any item in previews will have to have a UPC code hmm. uh, now one of the things that came about it is that okay so if you are a comic shop owner. Um, and you order from Diamond, but you also order from anywhere else, because there are a couple of very small other distributors of books and different things, will you be able to put those things in the same sales system? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are thinking it's it's a way for Diamond to try and lock up mm-hmm. the direct market even more than they already have, because if, you, you know, if every Give me that last 1%. We yeah, want exactly. it. And it comes with the well, branding <clears throat> as well. You and and the other thing was is that people are saying it, it's a way for them to, because there's uh, book distributors that are looking at comics right. and looking to get in the mix of distributing trades and that kind of thing, and it's a way for Diamond to maybe push them out from being able to do that. So it's an interesting thing. I mean, you know, obviously to be able to actually look at comic book sales on a monthly mm-hmm. basis, if it worked that way, if enough shops were, were to use it, would be. I don't know. I mean, it it could really change a lot of. There's never how been, the you know, done, but since since the direct market, there's never been hard numbers on comic yeah, book sales. Yeah, nobody knows has well, any I mean, idea. What I think the my first thought is that obviously only I think the bigger stores are going to be getting yeah. it. Diamond's biggest c- accounts are there's uh, there's five accounts that, that make like up five that make up you know a huge and percentage of Diamond's orders. I'd be interested to see if those people will even release what mm. numbers they saw. I mean, I think it'd be interesting, but that, I do think it's I do think it's mm. an interesting thing to actually see what people buy, especially when you can actually compare it to how much is ordered. I mean, I would be interested to see well, that just out of curiosity, just out of just... Right. Because so many people put so much weight on there's the still, order. Yeah, there's the still no... Numbers. I mean, it's still a, it's still going to be an, an odd yeah. count because the people can only buy what is... In the store. Is in the store. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's still going to be that... Yeah. Di- you know, there's still that decision of, I'll get three copies of this. So yeah. it's still... Well, I think the one thing it will show, though, is, like, I remember when Civil War, like, 5 came out, and it like, mm-hmm. has huge sales. Well, you know, you can go to a lot of stores and see long boxes no, filled. filled so, with you sure. know, so, sure. I mean, it's not going to be 100%, but it'll be interesting to see stuff like that, see, you know, those sort of things. But then they're not, they're not going to release it. Like, what store is no. going to say, oh, look, how these much are I over-ordered? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Yeah. The, these are... It'll just be are. another way for there to be insane press releases about uh, insane, useless in, sales numbers. In right? Albuquerque, New Mexico, yeah. uh, sold <laughs> out sold at the out. store. Actually, at, at the, the store. store. It sold out, and then it sold out again. I get yeah. the thing about dime, people thinking this is an attempt by Diamond to like lock up book distributors, but I really thought if book distributors really wanted to get into it, I mean, I don't think that I don't think that the UPC thing would really necessarily stop any, you know, if, the, if a book distributor wants to get into it, mm-hmm. you know, I think they're going to be as competitive as any, you know, right. anyone's going to be. So I think it's a little. It's well, I mean, the you know, a, the book distribution has way 
Yeah. Way more brains and, <laughs> and money than... Well, the, yeah, I mean, but I can understand where Diamond would try to... I mean, because Diamond... Try to do anything that came to hedge their bets. I mean, Diamond has locked some things before where, say, like, if we if you do your regular comics with us, then you need... To do like, it's a, it's an all-or-none right, situation. Right. Oh, yeah, they want to hold on I to it. I want more distributors. Absolutely. All right, well, some uh, some more news out of uh, out of Baltimore. And I guess this this all came out at the, uh, the, the Diamond Summit. But uh, Dark Horse has announced an Indiana Jones omnibus edition. And uh, for fans of the old Indiana Jones, uh, don't fret. It Indiana. is going to include... Indiana. <laughs> we called the dog the Indiana. The dog's name was Indiana. He stopped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> you won the fucking award, Chris. Wow. I thought Casey was bad at He just did. A sh- uh, he's doing Sean Connery, and it sounded like this. The game is a foot. We called the dog Indiana. Hey, now you have nowhere, no room. I can do Sean Connery. But but fans of the old Marvel Indiana Jones series, don't fret. They are going to reprint. Uh, it looks like the majority of that material and include new material for the upcoming movie. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, yeah. Virgin Comics uh, had Garth Ennis there to talk about his upcoming Dan Dare series with artist uh, with uh, Gary, <laughs> oh, yeah, Gary Erskine. Yeah. What a weird thing to say. Whatever. Uh, Virgin also announced, and this is the, you know, this is interesting. Uh, they announced the continuation of its line of celebrity-driven comics, including a sci-fi story written by Nick Rhodes of Duran Duran. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm just going to start writing shit. Are you, I don't, you fucking know kidding me? No. Duran Duran. And it's a sci-fi story. That's a fucking best thing about the story, what right? What you do is you take a band that is red hot right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Richard Branson was at some point, uh, at some point, some piece of paper must like come across his desk with like an Excel checklist of what famous people can we get to write comments. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I love, I love Hungry Like a sheep. Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Bond. Simon a sci-fi Bond. story <laughs> by fucking uh, Nick Rhodes of Duran Duran. I think you can hire Duran It's not even Simon like birthday party. I I mean, you on. know what? I did for uh, a motherfucking uh, late, just Labor Day. We had just a cookout. Labor, there was only five people at my house. Yeah. Right. Piece of uh, Marvel VP of sales, David Gay Gabriel and assistant manager of sales Jim McCann teased several major developments in 2008, including X Men Disassembled. <gasps> oh, so it looks like uh, ready to complain. Yes, uh, it looks like the X Men franchise is going to get uh, turned upside down and just start killing them. Yeah, if you turn something upside down and eat, uh, like an odd number of times you'll, or an even number of times, you'll just end up being right side up again. I need Welcome to, to comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a 180. Uh, the By the way, at mm-hmm. that they did not announce my project at no. uh, the it's Baltimore. Good thing we didn't totally announce. Yeah, the yeah. retail summit. They didn't. Good uh, thing we didn't. That's why I held off because good I thing knew we didn't was tell you when you're doing new Avengers. <gasps> yeah. Oh, oh Squeedo, <laughs> Red Hulk. Not, no, uh, oh, Red Hulk uh, will be done by uh, Jeff Loeb and uh, Ed McGinnis. Oh. And uh, they talked about Secret Invasion. So everyone who's uh, very concerned oh, about great. who is a scroll, get not ready. Really. Next year they're they're going to do uh, Secret right? Invasion. Uh, and <laughs> apparently, apparently out of events. Se- <laughs> several major Marvel characters um, will be revealed as scrolls. So who Foggy, can you trust? Foggy uh, Nelson. <laughs> Hmm. Willie Lumpkin. <laughs> Aunt May. She's going to die, but she's a Scroll. Oh, so uh, she's been hidden die. in a locker yeah. by 
She's a tranny. Jarvis. Yeah, well, she's fuck. a tranny scroll. Tranny scroll. <laughs> so. I've come to love Peter. Uh, d- 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 <laughs> <laughs> On my own. <laughs> I'm taking him back to <laughs> Skrull Island. Skrull. Whatever. Let's scroll home. All right. And, uh, yeah, to wrap up our news here, uh, DC's Bob Wayne mentioned a deluxe 20th anniversary edition of The Killing Joke by Alan Moore and Sweet. Brian Boland. The story pairs with next year's Dark Knight's Batman film. Both tales star the Joker, and the deluxe hardcover will be recolored and include never-before-seen background I, art. I don't think I, I actually have The Killing Joke. It is, uh, it's in the, the Alan I've read it. Well, I, I, get the, I, the Alan no, no, Moore I've DC read it. stories. It's in but there. The, 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 uh, yeah, this is one of the Are things. That, right? This is one of the things that kind of uh, frustrates me a little bit about yeah? uh, using like this special these special edition hardcover yeah. things because the Killing Joke is very Prestige. little. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a very pretty, small. I mean, it's not. It's like forty eight pages. Prestige, but it's what's in. Kind of well, I know it's a gr- it is a yeah. good story, but I mean, well, they'll probably have you, backup material. Yeah, and, you know, they're going to make it hundred. But well, I mean, literally, it is forty eight pages. It's not much over forty eight pages. Wouldn't surprise me if they've got you know scripts and and it sounds like they're. you guys got the black sad books right Mm-hmm. You say I haven't got Imagine yet, that coming out in a hardcover. The right. cover would be thicker than the book. Yes. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just yeah. odd to me. Well, I, know I do that, like that the you, I'll still you, buy you it. as a Brian Boland fan. Actually, all of yeah. us as Brian Boland fans. It will be nice to see some of the conceptual art yeah. that, that was used for that. It's a oh. gorgeous, gorgeous story. Yeah. And if you want it now, I think, Tom, you just said the best way to, the, to get Alan that Moore, the DC stories that Alan Moore has it. Yeah. No, it Which will be awesome. cool to see it recolored because I the, those glossy trades make everything. I mean, all the, the good, colors look yeah. ridiculous. And the good part of it is too because it is out of print. It is. I mean, I yeah. tried to order it online and it, for a book that big, it, they want to pay like a hundred bucks for yep. it. And I'm like, so it is good for people right. who haven't had a chance to read it for yeah. it to come out. I just. I found it odd that it was going to get the hardcover treatment with well, its page count. It, any, any sort of Joker Batman right. story is going to be reprinted next right. year. It's yeah. they're, they're, you're going to see the Joker everywhere now. Joker again. All right. Well, that will take care of our news. That means it is time for top of the stack. Top, top of the stack. Of the stack. Of the stack. That's right, it's Top of the Stack. Our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last week. And Top of the Stack is sponsored by Ape Entertainment. Welcome to Autumn's Grove, a quaint little town where your fears manifest, then devour you whole. Only a few people are willing to face the madness lurking behind the facade, and not all of them will survive. Available for pre-order now is Sullen Gray, the miniseries from Jocelyn Gageway, is it Gageway? Uh, Close enough. Okay. Jocelyn G. Gageway. The miniseries from Jocelyn Gageway and Drew Rausch, artists of SLG's Haunted Mission and Tokyo Pop's The Dark Goodbye. And it's all in an uncensored trade. To find out how you can pre-order your copy of the Sullen Gray Trade paperback for 50% off the cover price and receive a free original sketch from series artist Drew Rausch, go to www.apecomics.com. Half price and a free sketch. There's no better bargain in comics. For pre Previews of Solon Gray. For previews of the Solon Gray trade paperback and tons of other ape goodness, visit our friends at apecomics.com. www. Isn't that dude on our forum? Roush? I don't know. Somebody's been posting Solon Gray stuff on our forum. I'd say that would probably be it. Uh, I know that uh, that Greg Waller from Magnitude is there from time to time, and Kevin Freeman from uh, um, uh, God, what's Kevin Freeman's book? Why am I drawing subculture? Subculture, yes. Um, So subculture, guys. So comics, good stuff. Check it out. 
All right. Some culture. Ape. <laughs> All right, Tom, what is your top That's of the stack? Uh, my top of the stop, the, top of the stop, top oh. of the stack this week is Maintenance from Oni hey. Press, number five. You love that book. Yeah, we just talked to these guys. Robbie and Jim. I picked, uh, yeah, Jim uh, Massey and uh, Robbie Rodriguez. Uh, you, if you've listened to this previously when we interviewed them, uh, it's a story about maintenance workers. It's sort of a giant corporation that makes weapons for evil villains. Sweet. Yeah, and... Uh, this is the second part of a two-part story. There's um, the two guys, Manny and uh, oh, I forget what the other guy's name is. All Mo? of a sudden, Lenny. Yeah, Lenny. What <laughs> uh, they um, they take out the local shark man that works that lives inside the, uh, the corporation yeah. out for a drink, but uh, uh, Doctor Dorothy, who is a uh, evil scientist sees it and knows about it because he has tiny you know spy androids that look everywhere so he blackmails them into um going into the sewers of the building because he flushed a bunch of nanotechnology <laughs> that have now built an entire cu- culture in the toilets of the uh building so he shrinks these guys down and tells them they have an hour to go down Clean there and fight up. these and then they run into like uh, shit monsters and like these tiny uh like the um, they call themselves destructomites, <laughs> and then whenever they say it, they say, and it, it, you know, it's it it, it made well, me you're laugh. calling yourself a destructomite, you know, and that's just go. that's just like a flavor of how the story goes. Um, it's very funny. I laughed out loud several times to myself on the train while I was reading, it, and <laughs> the girl next to me who was smoking hot looked at me twice like I was insane because I was like reading a comic book with my iPod on too oh, loud, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's black and white. It's cool. <laughs> um, but we t- we recently talked to these guys, and uh, it's, uh, it's a funny book. I enjoy it. I know, you, it you always are talking about that yeah, book. Yeah, it it's it, great. I read the first couple, I think, two or three. The trade I of the first three is out. Is it? So, yeah, if you're interested. Really? Trade of first, the first three, that's interesting. Yeah. Strange. That they Check would, it out. I, I think I will. I'm just, it's, it's quick. I've already talked about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. done. done. Finished. For, why you were talking about that Marta called to uh, let me know that she was watching uh, uh, Rick Bayless's Mexico One Plate at a Time and that he was wearing a Flash t-shirt. And she thought that was very important to tell <laughs> me that. Like, thank you, honey. Thanks. So, I was like, interrupting Tom, Tom, the show. Yeah, Tom, Tom will for that. that. And then my brother called and said that he wanted my old couch. So. Oh, there you go. So that's the Neesman family business for Fantastic. the night. If I was, if, <laughs> if I was <laughs> old couch. If I was rambling, it was because there's cell phones going off. Sorry. Yeah. I would never take a couch from my siblings. Yeah. I would never scorched. give my couch to siblings. There's some shit yeah. going on. I've masturbated off on those couches. We've slept on Norman Mailer's couch before, but that's yeah. another story. very uncomfortable. Uh, Norman Mailer might have masturbated on that couch. <laughs> oh, All I can know is Norman Mailer has shitty taste for couches. That's yeah, <laughs> not comfortable either. Uh, Sal, what is your time uh, instead? Uh, mine is Thor, number three. Yes. Uh, J. Michael Straczynski and uh, that Copiel guy, Oliver Copiel. Copiel uh, Copiel guy. Copiel. And uh, some guy Copiel. Some dude no, named Morales did, I think, colors on them. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you do know. You have it right in front of you. Yeah, I know, but I can't. The names are in the goddamn book. I, can't. I love the, this book, but I'm going to piss off everybody. I'm either at the beginning it. or the end. end. somewhere. I don't know. No res- Here we go. No respect for Oliver the Copiel, thing. Mark Morales, Inker, Laura Martin, colorist, oh, Chris okay. Eliopoulos, letterer. And blah blah blah. Some thunder that, god that, book. So, yeah, that, is, that is an all-star lineup. Warren Martin uh, has awesome colors. I uh, I'm 
I've always liked Thor, but um, I really like what uh, J. Michael Straczynski is doing with the character now, bringing him back from Limbo or whatever. Uh, just a couple of things in this issue in particular. I mean, obviously, the big part of this issue is Thor confronts uh, Tony Stark about... Uh, well, actually, it was kind of the other way around. Uh, Tony uh, Stark comes to see Thor... And kind of threatens him to that he has to re- tells him he has yeah. to register. It's like, hey, you uh, little man, and, sign this paper. And Thor does what, of course, he's going to do and kicks the living shit out of him, uh, which was great. Awesome. But a um, couple of things in it that I really enjoyed. A uh, couple of moments in it was one. There was like this little tiny subtle moment where Thor all of a sudden became a very much more powerful character in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically tells Tony Stark that all the time that he's existed, he's been holding back. Uh, that they don't really know how powerful he is, and he's always just been holding back his true power. Which I really liked because it's like, you were able to now all of a sudden make him that much more powerful and dangerous of a character without having to, like, Have do some, some wacky, Im- yeah, some weird powers. thing happen to him. He just, he just is. He always has been, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> um, and the other thing is just sort of, uh, at, uh, at the end of his conversation with Tony Stark, he... He sort of tells him that he doesn't care about the whole Civil War thing. It's sort of beneath him, and he's busy doing other things. And his other things is he's trying to fight all the Asgardian Asgardian gods that have um, sort of bonded their souls with mortal people. I don't know. But uh, I I just sort of like how he's writing Thor a bit more aloof uh, and above everything else. And to me, that's how... Is a god. A god, yeah. I mean, if that Wills kind of a thou buy me a sandwich, <laughs> would sort of act if such a thing existed. But so. what, I, what I like is that while he is a god and while he is um, not not concerned with you know these affairs of mortals, you know the whole civil war thing, there is an amazing amount of compassion that he has towards towards the innocent mortals. I guess you know these people in the, well, I think, the I think just, in New Orleans. Uh, uh, yeah, they're trying. I mean, I think what he's trying to do with them is is, you know, he's caring more about. Uh, I mean, he, he realizes that his existence is based on something now, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's based on the people that sort of worship him. And in order for that to work, he has to take care of those people, and as opposed to maybe going off and fighting Galactus or something, you know, uh, there's other things that he needs to sort of concern himself with. And I absolutely love the way that. Uh, that Oliver Copiel or Copiel, however you say his name, uh, is drawing Thor. I just think he looks um, godly. Yeah, he just yeah. looks badass. I don't yeah. know. Um, godly. Without being like silly. divine, he looks divine. Yeah. I wish Thor had a beard more often. <clears throat> well, he beard of Thor did rock. I like beard. I was like beard, beard Thor. Thor yeah. I be- I'd probably read Thor. Walt if he had a beard. I'm not kidding you. I probably would read just Thor for the beard. I'm not kidding. You. How about a killer stash? <laughs> <laughs> Even a big handlebar. <laughs> killer handle Thor bar. stash. I could deal. Yeah. There, honestly, there's something. That, uh, visuals play a big role in me believing in a character or a mm. book, and, and Thor is a character that I could see myself probably getting into. Maybe should yeah. have a, a beard. But he's always, ex- mm-hmm. he's always so clean. I'm above looking. human affairs, but I'll take time to shave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Clean yeah. shaven well, we'll, every we'll, morning. We'll see if this follows uh, what what has been for me the normal Straczynski uh, route, which has been usually eight or ten really strong oh, issues. Never nine. And you, eh, you know about the about. I loved Midnight Nation. Was a great twelve issue series. I think that he writes 
finite series, better than ongoing. Um, I thought Amazing Spider-Man started out great, but tailed off. I see. I don't agree with that. Really? I think it's the last few issues of Amazing Spider-Man have been fantastic. Okay. I've loved it. Uh, I, he lost me somewhere in the middle. Let's um, save it for another show. <laughs> All right. But anyway, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, if you're, th- I, I think if you like, if Thor, you've been you'll waiting for like Thor this. to kick Tony Stark's oh, ass, oh, he does just beat the living piss out of him, which was which <laughs> freedom was hater. Fun. <laughs> he hates freedom. Fun to see. Uh, it wasn't even like a fight. But I mean, there, was, just the, a there was a great moment where slapping. there there's a great moment where <clears throat> he does admit how hurt he is by the loss of what he thought was a friendship. Yeah, well, fuck that. <laughs> he beat his ass. I say that shit. Slapped him time. around. Mr. Young, what you got? Um, iPhone. <laughs> my, my oh, pick of the week. He hasn't read any comics this week because he's been playing with his iPhone. iPhone. <laughs> Actually, um, I see this sitting here, and you haven't read it yet? No. Speaking of Straczynski, Supreme Power, the... Is it good? It's awesome. Yeah. I was thinking about giving it a shot. It was really good. Um, I finished Preacher. <clears throat> I'm not going to talk about it, though. <laughs> I'm going to wait until some other time <laughs> when you can truly vent your frustration yeah right now it'd be all it's all about emotion <laughs> so, and i just and i'd be mean about it because i didn't really enjoy the ending everybody lied to me <laughs> it all comes together at the end i love watching i loved watching in such a short period of time you go from enthusiasm to jaded yeah like it was like, like you it was like it. eight years of comic book reading mm-hmm. jammed into like a couple, couple months, months. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it did i mean i started off the first two trades i was like wow this this could get pretty deep and uh yeah pretty shallow when it comes right down to it oh, i don't know i don't know i don't know about that well we'll talk about it later yeah on. we'll talk fine. about it when that's our fine. new yeah we'll talk All about right. that later but anyway uh after i finished that awesome awesome Epic. ending you bought an uh, iPhone. I no, I bought an iPhone, <laughs> and no, I uh, I went and started reading the Daredevil, Ooh. Bendis run of Daredevil, and burned I, through like, yeah, I'm on twelve. Jesus, um, Tw- the twelfth Bendis trade. Well, there's there's not. He starts at four, and mm-hmm. he goes to thirteen. Okay, and I'm on twelve. <laughs> wow. So I went four through twelve. Wow. Well, well, they're very, well, people need to realize they're very small trades. I mean, they're not. You know, I, I think there may be four issue trades. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, you know, they're not like. So is New X Men going to be late? Four to six. <laughs> oh hell no, baby! <laughs> I pencil books in three days. People love it. I roll with the mustache <laughs> and the supernova. What was, uh, what was the um, first arc on that? Was it Underboss? Was that the the name of that arc? I don't. Might have been with Silk. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It started off the guy from yeah. Philly or something. Yeah, um, which was a great story. So I, I, so yeah, so I've been blazing through those, which, I mean it. It is all the same storyline, you know. His whole it's you know starts off with uh, with uh, the kingpin kind of getting his uh, getting getting yeah getting uh, stabbed up and and somebody trying to take over for that and then um, and the one thing he was he he was blind. The kingpin was blind at the beginning of Bendis's run from what happened before that. Uh, Then he gets shanked. And and everybody believes him to be dead. Then when he comes back alive, oh, you can see. Nobody talked about it though. I mean, it wasn't even you know it's never a brought up thing like oh yeah. Well, stabbing's good for the eyes. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, I guess so. Losing stabbing the spine. Yeah, brought his stabbing I can see. Uh, by like thirty dudes at once. I don't remember what happened was when he stabbed him, the see, demons the left his training. body. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> demons that were so covering his eyes. I it's really good. I mean, it follows. It basically is following the story of um, them outing. 
uh, that the Silk guy who tried to take over, he basically went to the feds and uh, and outed Daredevil because uh, the guy found out that Kingpin knew that Daredevil was or who Daredevil was that was Matt Murdock, and he thought, you know what, this has gone on too long. Uh, that goes back to yeah. The 80s. Yeah. And <laughs> this has gone again. on too long, you knowing who he is and, and not doing anything about it, and him and you basically allowing him to, to mess up all our business. So this guy sets it up to where uh, he goes to the feds almost to try to cut a deal. They don't cut the deal with him, but he still outs him, and these, these couple low-level feds sell it to the paper. And so basically, for the next you know six, seven volumes of Daredevil, it's just kind of the adventures going on during this plot of Murdoch trying to fight off and, and try to convince people that he's not Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But it's a, and still be Daredevil. Daredevil. And he'd still be Daredevil, but still, like, kick somebody's ass and take off his mask and show people he's, he's Matt Murdoch. And, yeah. uh, but I, mean, I really, in, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that goes on, but, I mean, that's kind of the general plot. Well, as you go along, you'll find how tied even Brubaker's run is to what Bendis was doing. It was oh, one, sure. of the, one of the more seamless transitions yeah. from one creative. Um, well, I've, got, I've only got one more trade. There's only 13. 13 is, uh, is Bendis and, and Malib's last uh, trade of that. So I can't wait for um, you to get to the first Brubaker one. Well, I already started the first Brubaker. That's what made me go back and buy uh, all the Bendis ones, because I read a couple issues into the first Brubaker one and thought, well, I'll just go back and do all this. And uh, So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think uh, if if I had if I had to have one downside, it's that at times the 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 photo artwork um, is too photo at times. I mean, it's you know literally just adjusted you know some adjusted levels and things like that, and it gets a li- sometimes it's distracting because I find myself not focusing on what that panel means to the story and focusing on. Oh, have I seen that before? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> What's uh, that picture from? Right. But, if, but for the most part, <clears throat> and I think it gets a little bit more as his schedule probably got tighter because at the beginning it was a little bit more ink-heavy and, and a little bit more impressionistic. But uh, overall, I really am, uh, surprisingly enough, enjoying that series, uh, which, you know, I I probably would have never saw myself enjoying a Daredevil book because... Because well, and, awesome. and in truth, it's probably it's not really a it's, yeah, book. it's a Mike yeah. Murdoch book. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is a it is a human story. But, yeah. but and I like how they'll you know they they will bring in some villains, even superpowered villains from time to time. Yeah. But it feels very real world style and uh, without boring, you know, without it being too boring. But I really enjoy it. I mean, I could see where some people would find it. I know that some people have said uh, it doesn't feel like a Daredevil book, right? Because it's just a Matt Murdock book. But I, I don't know. I really like. But it. But that's I mean, if it. it for most of the time, it, Daredevil has been more about Matt Murdock yeah. than than about him. That's what makes it interesting. Yeah, I mean that's what, what to me is always. Well, been that's what you got to do to tell a story. <clears throat> you can't just you know over and over have him beaten. I mean because he has, he, he and unlike most superheroes, he really. I mean, he can just hear real good, right? <laughs> I mean, what? real good. You can I smell real yeah. good. Smell, it's not like he, you know, he can't fly yeah. or yeah. shoot He's... shit out of his things and stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but so the how would you compare it to? Because uh, you've read other Bendis stuff like uh, Powers mm-hmm. and Alias, and uh, would you compare it to that stuff at all? Alias, I would. I mean, it, it ties well to Alias. It's a little bit. 
Uh, I mean, I, similar voice. Similar voice. I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's close to Powers uh, because Powers has more lighthearted moments or like more funny moments, and mm-hmm. it's meant to be a little quicker. Right. Like everything's very fast paced and kind of, and there's there's a little bit of, of funny here and there. Where this, I mean, this has your occasional little snappy comeback or whatever, but this is much more of a drama, sticking to the drama. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that's the crime wrong. Cool. Well, uh, staying on a uh, on a Daredevil note, my top of the stack is Daredevil number one hundred by Ed Brubaker and a whole scad of folks. Uh, the artist, it was scads of artists. Uh, well, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go away for a minute then while you're talking because you're good. Um, you know, I, I don't think, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. There's spoil. nothing really. There, there's not. There's not a whole lot of big spoilers. Yeah. What, what's cool about it is is. Um, the the artists that were on this book it's uh, Michael Lark and Stefano um, Giordano I don't G- know Giordano I'm gonna butcher some of these names uh, Marco um, De Gior- <laughs> Giorgio the, uh, Papa Giorgio De- <laughs> <laughs> Marco <guy>. D <laughs> uh, John Romita Senior Al Milgram Gene Colan uh, Bill Sienkiewicz Alex Maleev who's that guy? and uh, Lee uh, Bermigio so it's Bermejo. Bur- Thank you, Mike. Um, Thank God somebody knows. And and there are some some mild spoilers here. Usually whenever you see, <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, Scotty. Usually whenever you see like a hundredth, well, you gotta explain why why there's so many artists. Usually whenever you see like a, uh, a big hundredth issue, everybody's leaving the I table. Know, bye everybody. Um, with multiple artists. Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason as to why it transitions from one artist to the next, but there's a very good reason why you have these artistic changes, and it is Matt Murdock's kind of state of mind, as he's uh, been impaired by a fear gas. Fear gas! And so as he's basically hallucinating these different scenes from his past... It, which is a great part of the story is that you you really for Daredevil number one hundred you get to walk through a lot of of Daredevil's career and and Matt Murdock's life and you get snapshots of his time with Karen Page and his time with his father uh, Electra Black Widow as he's confronted with all of these fears and each one of these new fears is done by a new artist and and each one of them has a very unique. And, and distinct feel to it. Um, and they've all done Daredevil. I mean, they're they're all yeah, Daredevil I mean, the, previous Daredevil artists. Yeah, it's like a who's who. Of, the only one that's of, not there is Frank Miller or or uh, um, as a Kelly. Those are the only two yeah. that aren't for really obvious there. reasons. Yeah. yeah, Frank's too busy, and I think Mazzucchelli gave up on comics. It's pretty much done. But um, the Gene Colan um, pages, um, you know, it, I, I don't think that Gene sees as well as he used to, and so his style has very uh, has changed a lot, especially from his early Daredevil stuff. Mm, um, yeah, but it's honestly, it's more. His early Daredevil stuff is not really his style. Mm-hmm. It's what they could ink over his style. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's more the inker's style than really even his because sure. he always drew with that pencil, you know, oh, that like flat a pencil Dracula style. You know. all that, uh, so this cool. is probably way more uh, representative of his true art style than, and, and than I think even that early early stuff was. Honestly, if you're not reading Daredevil, I think you could pick up this issue. Well, that's what 100, you know, usually yeah. the 100th issue they try and do something where it's like, People that maybe haven't read it before could pick it up because uh, yeah. it's a special issue, and, and it, I think they did a great job with it, uh, telling the story. You know, it's continuing a story that's mm-hmm. arc that's going on, 
But this particular story is pretty pretty self-contained. I mean, it gets you to want to re- read the next well, one. Well, what's nice about it, it does draw on some Daredevil history. And the yeah. cover price of this was three ninety nine. But what's cool is that it can it contains two backup stories from Daredevil ninety and ninety one that which are Gene Colan. Yes, so you get some great Gene Colan art there. But it's it, it's they tie a, It's this, a historic yeah. Daredevil story that has to deal Do with, with the, the villain. So, uh, yeah, uh, I felt like the three ninety nine price. Is, there's a lot here. Plus, you get how some about great the, old uh, stuff. How about the Sienkiewicz, uh Electra? Oh, I mean, that was, was like he just Electra pulled that assassin, out of his ass. And, oh. Yeah, it was just an awesome uh, sort of that Sienkiewicz. Finally get that uh, Daredevil Scarecrow crossover. But it was cool. It was it was a good uh, good issue, definitely. And it was cool to just see all those different... Yeah. It would have been awesome if you could, they could have gotten Mazzucchelli and, and Miller, yeah. too. Even just to, to do round a pen-up yeah, anything. Show anything. So, phenomenal, but like, it was it was yeah. very cool. Frank, you know, send us a, a test page you did. Yeah, really. Day. Uh, Mike, you got anything? Are you just this is one? Yeah. <laughs> if nothing else, tell us uh, well, when, the, when the next uh, the next all new Adams coming out. Anything like that? Uh, <laughs> sooner than I want. Uh, <laughs> this is the Roger Stern issue, right? Yeah, that yeah. should be out at the beginning of next month. So uh, I'm in the middle of reading. Uh, going down, American Virgin, trade paperback. It's a good the first one or the second one? Second one. I had the first one. It, I haven't read it. It's all really good. It's. A, I mean, it's one of those. Steven Siegel and Becky Cloonan. Those Vertigo books. I tell you that you think it's going to be something and it's not. And I'm just. It, that's why everybody loves them so Gets much. Gets hooks in you. Yeah. yeah. And you know Becky Cloonan's art's just awesome. Yeah. And. Uh, I guess what what Becky Cloonan art because she can do so many different styles. I know, I know, She's ridiculous. I know. If you got the the demo trades, each issue was a different artistic style. Right, right, it was right. Amazing. Yeah. Some quietly covers in there, I think, and uh, yes. some uh, Middleton. I think Josh Middleton. Middleton, yeah. Was, Middleton's doing most of the covers on now, yeah. on on the going down trade, but uh, yeah, I'm only about halfway done, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's neat. It's uh, yeah. If you, if you kind of like uh, Why the Last Man and kind of like the quest type book in Strange Lands, I gotta read. I got the first trade. I bought the first trade, and I just haven't picked it up. It's good uh, to, li- to read it. I like I it because the main character is somebody that I I would never in a million years associate with, but you know you do, and that's it's just like any you know any of these great tv shows or 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 books or comics or are doing that, you know. Like Somehow find a way for you to. Yeah, I mean. Do, do you do you do you imagine yourself being connected to a character who is a teenage evangelical? I uh, was a teenage. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Well, yeah. then it, this is the book for you. Yeah. I would not read a book about a homeless man, though. Uh, well, you know, neither would I. Unless <laughs> Vertigo put it out. It, but it, it, is, it is not an evangelical book, so don't don't, it would be, don't take that. If that teenager was Sam Kinison, then yeah. If Vertigo put out a book about a homeless man, it'd probably be a guy who lives like in a, a not so great house. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to be, I mean, I'll, to be fair, this the is the, the most intelligent teenage evangelical. Yes. I think I don't think. And, and mo- he, he gets he gets to turn yeah. and look back yeah. on evangelical America because he's in he's Africa. He's a very smart yeah. kid. Most uh, most people I know from that kind of background don't have the 
open mind enough to well, actually it, it, look at stuff in a different perspective. And it's not and it's not a it's not a um, pro religion. No, not or, at all. Or an anti uh, spiritualism. It's a very yeah. observant yes, kind of yes. It of is look. It, it's very you know it, it it's not a. Damn it! I'm gonna go read it. It's science science at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I recommend it. All right. Well, I tell you what. That will take care of our top of the stack, and that's everything that uh, we are all our favorite stuff that we read from last week. It's now time to take a look at what's coming out n- this week. <laughs> and ne- it's now time to take a look at what is Ooh. coming out this week. It is time for future stacks. <laughs> Future Stacks. All right, Future Stacks. Uh, Mr. Salazar, why don't you uh, lead us off here with uh, what's coming up from uh, Aquos Comics. Uh, Umbrella Academy number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been Gabriel. Uh, There's Gabriel. Ba. Yeah, it's Gabriel Ba. Gabriel Ba and uh, the dude from My Chemical Romance. Gerard Way. Gerard Way. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, uh, I'm actually, looking forward to that. I love the little free comic book one, free comic book day issue that they put out. I thought it was kick ass. I saw uh, what that's going for. It's like. It's listing for like seven or eight bucks now. The free comic book day oh, issue. So mine. It's probably oh, because there's really? some s- fucking uh, whatever band he's in. It Emo wasn't sad. Freaks. There, <laughs> wasn't any, there wasn't any uh, crying involved in it. Uh, we also got Zero Killer number two mm-hmm. uh, from DC. We got Fifty Two Volume Three. Uh, trade paperback. Army of Love uh, number seven. Birds of Prey one ten. Catwoman number seventy one. Checkmate number eighteen. Countdown to Mystery number one. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Ex Machina number thirty. Yeah, it's been a while. Flash two thirty two. Is um, uh, what is no? This is still still Wade. It's for, a fast dude. Wade's writing oh. it for a while now. Oh really? He said he doesn't know when he's stopping. <laughs> oh okay. They'd originally said it was going to be like three issues. And the rumor was it was four. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Highwaymen. Just a rumor though. Highwaymen number four, Pick which that is up a fun book. Yeah. Uh, the program or program number three, which is an awesome book. Uh, Tales of the Sinestro Corps Parallax. Here come all one. the one shots. Uh, from Image, we got After the Cape, Volume One Trade. How to f- how far to fall? Dynamo Five Number Seven, which always screws me up. Uh, Gutsville Number Two, finally. Yeah, how long has it been since? It's been a while. A couple months. Yeah. Madman Tama Comics Number Four. From Marvel, we got Captain America Thirty. Big news in that one, I guess. Uh, volume Two Trade Paperback. Captain America Red Menace. Uh, Irredeemable Ant-Man number 12 Final oh, issue Final God. issue Supposedly But then there's a rumor That mm-hmm. they're bringing it back Or something I don't know Yeah, whatever uh, Marvel Comic Presents Number one That should be interesting mm-hmm. New X-Men number 42 By Scotty Young World War Hulk number four Of five uh, And then from a few other uh, Publishers We got Wasteland number 12 Alter Ego number 72 And the Comics Journal There you go There's your Future Stacks Future Stacks Future Alright guys Well I'll tell you what uh, We are running short on time So we're going to jump over Some listener emails We'll probably bring those back I'm disappointed I was looking forward to the Yeah there's some confrontational emails For Thursday But uh, we got to We got to make Make Room for our interview coming up yes, here. Yes, we do. So, uh, let's go ahead and uh, and wrap things up. Uh, the 24-hour podcast is coming. I believe that it's going to be the weekend of the 6th and 7th. <sighs> I'm scared. More details. So reserve that whole 24 hours from 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. and <laughs> from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Actually, I think I think the actual <laughs> the, uh, the podcast we're doing it from 10 to 10, but I think the actual podcast will be released from 11 to 11. Ah, uh, there you go. So, so there you go. Uh, you can join our 
friends of the program. Go to uh, RonaldComics.com, download our flyer, ask your comic shop manager or owner if they'll display it in the store. If they do, send us an email. We'll mention you and the store on the show and post it on our site. Become a friend of the program today. I, f- I sound like the Micro Machine, guys. <laughs> I think I could do that commercial. John, Micro Machine. Can you be on an episode of Stay by the Bell? Maybe. He was. Was he? You remember, yeah. If you would like to use your laptop or home computer to sit on the couch and slowly reach your hand over and touch Chris's hand and <laughs> hold it lovingly while you watch Felicity, uh, leave an iTunes review because he enjoys them. Only um, if you're goaded into it by a cheap ploy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By me. Cheap scam. I'm going to marry you and Ron after this week. Yeah, cheap ploy. Wow. Worked. So, yeah, I guess thanks. It worked. Thanks to G. Frannick, Epog, Miracle Mitt. Hank N, Brian the Stunt Bum. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> one. Name. Good job, Brian. Uh, C.D. Shelton, Dead Man Prod, PRD, whatever. Captain Adequate. <laughs> That's good. And uh, Taint de Lunch. Tainted, tainted Lunch. Tainted Lunch. And Jess 1125. <laughs> Captain Adequate's like getting a trade from me because I liked his review. And then whoever's filled in the first one I'm there sending were something fun, to them too, I, if you didn't know um, Ron and Tom challenged people to write a review for Around Comics and for iFanboy and have one continue into the next and Tops. like eight people did that yeah, yeah we really if if DC and Marvel can use cheap ploys we comic book fans them. love gimmicks baby yeah. they love the gimmicks I w- so. you know I was excited because I did I called into uh, bulletin bulletins that you were on oh you're on iFanboy that's what yeah. I thought you were talking about bulletin bulletin Bulletins. Never mind. <laughs> you did call. I hear, heard yeah, you on they, they played my message. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> I called into bullpen bulletins as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. You called God. Uh, <laughs> make sure to visit aroundcomics.com. We post next week's Why topic. Why we break up? On Tuesdays at our forum at Around Comics. Uh, you can also visit us at comicspace.com slash aroundcomics and myspace.com slash aroundcomics. I miss you. <laughs> If you want to find out about all of our um, ex-girlfriends, you can check out our... Uh, Let's work it out, bitch! We can ch- <laughs> work it <laughs> out! <laughs> uh, it you out, can God. check out our wiki site with all of our ex-girlfriends uh, on it. It's um, set up by Dan C. Papercut, and you can visit it at aroundcomics.pbwiki.com. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. Find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. Thank you to Borders for sponsoring this episode. Sink your teeth into the story that introduced the world to Anita Blake Vampire Hunter. Get your copy of Guilty Pleasures by Laurel K. Hamilton at your local Borders. Borders is your home for the tastiest fantasy novels. Find a store near you at borderstores.com. We are proud to support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for girlfriends who broke up with their boyfriends in the early 80s. And yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid. Financial support for essentials of life and an avenue. We love the word essentials on this yes, show. We do. Uh, and an avenue essentials. back into paying work at like the grocery, grocery shore. <laughs> it's a chance for all of us to give uh, something back to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. And ask why it didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> And hey, we we actually did mention bullpen bulletins. I uh, want to thank David and Vince for all of the hard work that they we put won. In. Yes, they quit. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> wait, wait, did they win or did we? <laughs> Stay tuned uh, next year when my original graphic novel comes out with the true behind the scenes story of how you guys blackmailed them with. Uh, Naked pictures of them with uh, of whores. <laughs> no. That's a quit. Naked pictures. Quit. How we do it? Quit your show. Quit. I got and you sent him in a Manila envelope <laughs> with, with Vince. We didn't say who it was from. With we Vince. Just, uh... 
Vincent. We're in. We're yeah. Watch out, all you other podcasts. Yeah. We're coming for you. It's pretty easy to get pictures of Vincent a donkey, though. I mean, it's not <laughs> like... It's not like it's... It's, you know, on, a, not it's on his Christmas card. <laughs> all right. Well, I thank uh, Mr. Mark Beatty at Dark Tower Comics for hosting us, as always, for Tom, Sal, and Scotty. Why'd I'm, you break up with me? <laughs> Why about Mike? I, Charlie, yeah, you and, bitch! And let's <laughs> work it out! Mr. Norton. I'm Christopher Neesman. Everyone have a fantastic couple days. We'll be back again on Thursday with our interview with Nicholas Scott. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around iPhone Comics. I like iPhones. would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time when the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Yeah.